I would highly encourage you to do first, and this was a lesson I learned the hard way, is before you start to hire out, figure out what you need to hire and do so by doing an audit of what you're doing. Figure out where your time and energy is actually going. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue-generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of She Leads First. I have had such an incredible past few days of planning and getting myself set up for not only 2024, but you guys, I am looking ahead at 2025. I am pinching myself right now for everything that's coming in the business. It just feels like so many big manifestations that I've been working on for so long and never thought would be here. The timeline is starting to reveal itself and I can see when things are going to start to come to fruition. And so it's just been such an incredible couple of days sitting down here and starting to map out my calendar in these year increments. I never thought I would get here in my business and it's so cool to finally be here. Two and a half short years later, it feels like it's been a marathon, multiple, multiple, multiple years, but it's been so much faster than it feels like when you are in the moment with it. And so it's just so cool to be sitting down right now and planning out my business in this long-term way. And what's happening this year is a couple really big pieces, some pretty final pieces, finite pieces, if I execute at the caliber that I want to, are starting to fall into place here that are finally, I say finally from my perspective, (laughs) because again, time feels slower when you are in it for yourself, but finally getting me ready to scale, getting ready for this business to hit new heights. And like I said, have some big manifestations drop in that I've been dreaming about for so long. We're finally getting to a place where it is a feasible reality. It's close. I can taste it, almost can touch it, almost can see it. I can see it in my mind's eye. It is ready to be here. But as I'm mapping out these projects and as I'm thinking about the caliber that I want these projects to be rolled out at and If I reverse engineer the outcome that I want, the level of inputs that need to go into it, everything from the marketing and the creative and the runway for the launches, the energy that I need to have for them, the execution of the creation of the products themselves that are being rolled out, there is a lot of intentionality that needs to go into it. And as I'm looking at everything, as I've been planning everything out, I'm sitting here and I'm realizing as I'm doing this mapping that... I need to contract more support than I currently have in my business. Meaning I need to go out and I need to hire some new positions. I need to hire out some people that are really specialized in what they do to offload some of these things that I've been doing myself in my business and get more support than I currently have. And this isn't or hasn't 
been the norm, I should say, up until now. I've been able to get away with doing a lot of things myself. Now, side note, we're going to get into it, but I have made quite a few hires in my business. This isn't the first time that I'm sitting down saying it's time to hire, but as anyone who's hired in their business will find, I've made mistakes. I've made hires that I didn't make to hire. I've made the wrong hires. I've hired people and not been a good boss. Like I have been through it. And so what I want to do in this episode, as I've been actively interviewing this week and putting new calls on the schedule with different types of subcontractors and service providers whose talents I'm interested in paying for, I want to talk to you about hiring and I want to talk to you about what I've learned. Because what I felt really frustrated by when I started to make the first few hires in my business was it felt like I couldn't get a clear answer. And more so, I was getting complete opposite advice on when to hire and how to hire in my business. It felt like one camp was saying, hire from day one, hire before you even know what you need someone to do for you. Just hire a virtual assistant and just have them there so that you get used to being a boss, you get used to delegating, and then you have the support there already when you need it, which sounds great. And in a perfect world, yes. But what if you don't have any cash flow to do that? What if you're truly not in a position to have a virtual assistant just on retainer like that? For most people, that's not a reality. It certainly wasn't for me when I was getting started. But then the other end of the spectrum that I was hearing that didn't feel quite right either was wait as long as feasibly possible before you hire out. Like some people were saying, wait until you have the cash flow to pay somebody a full-time salary in your business. That way you have these full-time employees that are going to grow with you. So hold off on hiring until you absolutely have to and can make such a big hire, which I'm like, ah, that didn't feel right either. And as an aside here, before I get into my opinions on this topic, I want to put that disclaimer that that's what I'm sharing right now. I am sharing my opinions with you and some of the lessons that I have learned around hiring that hopefully will be beneficial to you as you go to start to make some hires in your business. But really, I just want to give you another perspective from somebody who very recently has been in this and has made some hires both good and bad and has learned lessons from them. So please, this is just for you to have another perspective to take with you and to integrate into what you are learning. I am not a hiring expert. There are people whose job it is to help you with this. And if you want to listen to somebody who is an HR and hiring expert, please go back and find the episode that I did with Jackie Koch, who is a HR and hiring specialist. And she gave so much good information on how to get yourself ready to be in a position where you are hiring, to be the boss. Go back and find that episode. She dropped so much wisdom on that one. But I'm going to talk about things from a little bit of a different perspective today from the perspective, again, of the entrepreneur and of somebody who needs to maybe be a little bit scrappy and things are not idealistic here. How do we make it work? What lessons have I learned? So what I want to talk to you today is first and foremost, when do I think you should start hiring? When is the right time to hire? And as you're getting ready to hire, what should you be hiring out? And what do you need to consider when you are starting to hire things out? And then finally, where to find your people and how to make the good hire. So we're going to cover it all. We're going to go through it. I'm sharing my opinions, my perspective, what I have learned. And hopefully there are some good nuggets in here that you can take with you and that will make hiring out a little bit easier in your business. So first and foremost, when is it a good time to hire? Obviously, there are conflicting opinions on this. And so here is kind of the process that I fell into and that I think works pretty well and that I would recommend you do as well if you're in a similar position where you can't hire somebody 
right out of the gates in your business, but you might be getting to a point where you think you need to. And so what I would say is if in the beginning you've got the time to do the tasks and you don't have cash flow. So at this stage, you have more time on your hands as maybe you don't have a lot of clients yet. Maybe you don't have a lot of commitments yet. You're still in the growing stages of your business. If you've got more time than you have cash, this is where you should be doing things yourself. You're going to be doing some things you don't want to do. You're going to be doing some things that are maybe a little bit out of your natural zone of genius. For example, you might be DIYing your own bookkeeping. You might be taking a little bit some online lessons on how to learn QuickBooks or whatever it is, right? You're going to be probably doing more things yourself than you want to be doing yourself because you don't have the cash flow to hire it out yet. And you also don't have the need to hire it out yet. This is where we got to be a little bit scrappy here and do some things yourself when you have the time and you still have time to put then into your business. When there's that much time where you're like, okay, I can still do some of these backend tasks that maybe I don't want to do and maybe aren't in my zone of genius, but I can do them. And I can still also show up for my business in the way that I want to and create the content and do the things. That's when it's time to maybe just stretch your energy, stretch your skill sets a little bit and do the things yourself. But as your business starts to pick up and as you're starting to now work regularly and you've got, let's say, an ongoing client roster, things are starting to be more predictable in your business, you're probably going to hit a point where you're starting to notice where, shoot, so much of my time and energy is now going into these behind the scenes tasks where I'm starting to feel like I can't really show up for my business anymore. Like I can only handle what's here. The thought of going out and working on new client acquisition content and things like that and collaborations, you just have no creative energy left for it. Like that's always where I start to notice of like, okay, I'm starting to be bogged down is when I'm like, I don't feel like I have any creative energy left to go do something new for my business or even just like create content. When content starts to feel hard, I'm usually like, oh, that's a trigger that I am busy or that's a sign that I am busy. (laughs) And if you're hitting that point, this is usually when people are like, oh, okay, maybe it's time to hire. This is a great time to start thinking about it. But what I would highly encourage you to do first, and this was a lesson I learned the hard way, is before you start to hire out, figure out what you need to hire and do so by doing an audit of what you're doing. Figure out where your time and energy is actually going. And you probably right now are just thinking like, man, I just am spending all day on the computer and it's just, it's taking up so much time and energy. Okay, where's that time and energy going? Figure it out. Figure out what the tasks are that are most time consuming to you. And then here is the extra little step I recommend. Create processes for those tasks. If you were going to teach that task to somebody else, how would you teach them how to do it? Create a process for it. Put it on your calendar as a reoccurring task. Get those tasks as efficient as possible. And literally write out the steps for like, here's how I would teach someone how to do this. A great little tip is like record your screen when you are doing it, if it's an on the computer task and save that of like, here's how to X, Y, and Z, whatever the task is, whether it's like getting your Calendly link ready for the next month of client calls or something like that. Create the system for it because that two things are going to happen there. Number one, you're going to streamline what you're doing you're probably going to end up buying back a little bit of time just because you're going to make yourself more efficient by creating a true process for something instead of just kind of winging it and starting from scratch each time and not having a system, not knowing where you're starting for each task. You're going to find some time back by creating processes for yourself. 
And so that can even give you a little bit of an extra runway in there of if you don't yet have the cash to hire out, but you are getting capped on time where you could hold out a little bit longer if you need to, right? But then on the flip side of that, let's say you are ready to go hire. You've got the cash flow. You're like, okay, I could make this work now. I can hire out some of these tasks that I see are the most time consuming after I've done this task audit. Then you already have the processes ready to hand off to someone. And this is where I made a mistake in my first hire was I just hired a VA that didn't have a particular set of skills that, not that they weren't skilled, but they didn't understand online businesses in the way I needed them to, to be able to take things off my plate and be able to just run with it. There was a lot of training that had to be involved. And this is a very true reality for many virtual assistant hires of you need to train them how to do it for your business. And so it's really easy to make the mistake and say, well, I'm busy. So therefore, I'm going to hire a virtual assistant. And I talked about this in the episode with Jackie as well, because she is somebody that really opened my eyes to this in my business after I made my, again, first virtual assistant hire of like, you still have to train them. You still have to sit down with them and train them. And especially if they have no familiarity with online businesses or your type of online business or your industry, it's going to take a lot of time and energy. So you're going to end up making this hire that doesn't really buy you back your time in that immediate future. Down the line, sure. A few months in, sure. And so if it's somebody that you really believe in and build a great relationship with, that can be fine. But if right now the problem is that you don't have enough time and so you're hiring out the person that you have to train to get your time back, you're not going to feel good in the moment. And so when you're getting ready to hire, which just to recap, my suggestion on when is after you've systemized your most repetitive tasks, when you know what they are, and when you do that, and you identify, okay, these are some of the things that I would love to hand off to someone else. And you look at your cash flow, and you're like, I could do this, I could handle this much of a budget of a hire per month, then yeah, let's look for it because you've probably taken your business as far as you can on your own. And it is time to free up some of your time so that you have energy that you can put back into growing the business instead of running the business. Don't be your own bottleneck if you don't have to, if you've got the cash flow to hire it out. Now, Let's talk about what to consider when you are making your first hire. So we already started to cover some of this here. And you want to look at and do an honest audit of what do I actually need somebody to take off my plate? What is bogging me down the most? Where have I become the bottleneck for my own business where until I get X, Y, and Z done, I can't go and do the visionary things for my business. I can't go do the creative things I need to or the collaborations I need to, or I don't have energy to show up live anymore because I'm so busy on these tasks in my business. Identify those first and ask yourself if those are things that you can hire out. Where are you halting your own progress because you're doing these tasks that really anyone could be doing? So those are great things to identify and start to hire out here. You can also think, what is somebody else just better at than me? And I will say that this is for a little bit more of the advanced business hire. Not always, but I'm going to share an example to anchor in what I mean here, but there's some tasks where you can do good enough for certain stages of business. And then there's a certain stage that you will surpass where it's like, my good enough is no longer good enough and I need someone else to do it for me. So an example of this for me was hiring a graphic designer. 
I hired a graphic designer and paid way too much money way too early on in my business where I just didn't need one. I just told myself like, oh, I just want the pretty branding. I just want it for these programs. And so I paid a designer way too much for that stage of business. It wasn't way too much for their work. They did wonderful work, but I just didn't need it at that stage. But I I wanted it. And so I told myself it was worth it. But guess what? I don't have any of those programs anymore that I paid for professional branding for. And so essentially all that money went to nothing. It didn't help me sell more of the product. I wasn't at a stage where the visual really mattered that deeply. I could have thrown up any picture of myself and made a Canva graphic and it would have had the same effect. Like making it prettier doesn't mean that it's a better product, especially when you are in the stage where you are getting offers off the ground and you are vetting them. It just doesn't make sense, or at least it did not for me to hire a graphic designer at that stage, but it did it anyways, and I learned a lesson from it. But now, as I'm looking forward for this 2024-2025 season, and I'm looking at the projects that are coming to life, these are offers that are, they're no longer in their infancy. I've got some quote unquote new offers coming out, but they are refined versions of things that I have already tested through trial and error. They are proven. I know that they are concepts that my audience wants and are going to work. And as I look at them, they're things that are going to need a good degree of graphic design. And again, if I'm looking at the timeline for next year, and if I'm looking at the way I want the launches to run, I know if I want to be prepared energetically of like, I'm ready to show up big for these launches and I'm ready to show up in the runway for these launches. So leading up to the launches in a really big way and have my marketing be seen and be as big and as loud and as visible as possible. I cannot be the one behind the scenes doing the graphic design work, period. (laughs) Because while I like to do it and while I can do it. And while it made sense for me up until now to be doing my graphic design work, it just takes me too long. And if I'm looking at all the other tasks that I'm going to need to do in those time periods, I can't be the bottleneck because I'm sitting behind the computer trying to make the prettiest graphics for what I'm about to release. It makes so much more sense for me to hire somebody whose skill is in graphic design and for me to prepare the materials and say, here, please design this. And to be able to trust that they can do it because I'm paying somebody who has a clear skill set in that and is better at it than I am. So that's an example where know where you are halting your own progress versus where you're maybe you are looking to hire something because you think it's going to make you more money. But if you really are honest with yourself, deep down, you know that it's not like me and the graphic design for my first iteration of my offers. We just didn't need it. A really common bottleneck that we've also talked about is administrative support. So things like managing your calendar, managing your customer service emails. These are things that are really easy to systemize, record yourself doing, and hand off to somebody, even if you just hire a few hours a week of a virtual assistant. Those are great things to hire out. You can also hire online business managers. This is actually a hire that I'm looking to make in the next couple months here of somebody who has a skill set that caters very specifically towards obviously online businesses and they can step in for a little bit of a higher level of support where you don't need to train them so much on the things. They, they already have knowledge of the backend processes that you will be using in an online business. So that's another great hire to potentially make when you are at the stage where you need that level of efficiency from the people on your team. 
And then the last thing to consider here is really like, what do you need done that you can't do yourself and you might be past the DIY stage for it? So some quick examples of this are probably your bookkeeping, your taxes, your contract writing. Like these might be some things where in the very early stages of your business, you can get away doing it yourself. But as you start to grow, these really are things that should be handed off to a professional. Those are definitely investments to prioritize. Anything that has to do with legality of your business, money around your business, always good to put those in the hands of a professional when possible. And then lastly, we've got where to find your people, where to go to find people to hire. This is another challenging thing with hiring. And I don't know if I have the end all be all solution for you, but I've got the best solution that I've been able to find. And this is something that I I talk to everyone I know that has a business that's further along than me about because it is challenging. It is challenging to find the right people to work with you. And the best advice that I can give you that I've stumbled into and found to be true for myself is to ask your community. And this is just yet another reason why building your community is so important and so helpful in ways that you wouldn't even anticipate going in is you can ask people who they've worked with before. You can ask for their references. You can ask if they have anybody that they like. You can ask them to ask their communities and the groups that they're in if they know anybody who does X, Y, and Z. It's just so much easier to crowdsource this information from the people you already know and trust than it is to just, for example, like go on Google and look for someone. It can be so difficult to find these sort of niche skill sets that we often need for our online businesses. If you are just shooting in the dark on Google or typing in on Instagram like virtual assistant. It's going to be so much probably more trial and error than if somebody comes to you as a referral. Almost everyone that I've hired in my business, I have done so through the power of word of mouth marketing where I'm asking my community And I'm talking about my close community here, not necessarily like going to my Instagram and asking for references, but I've seen people do that as well. And you absolutely could just know that you might get a mix of people pitching themselves to you as well, which isn't a bad thing, but just know that you might get a grab bag of responses. But I've always gone out and I've talked to my close-knit network of other business owners and asked for their references and for their referrals and asked them what they liked and asked, you know, the deep questions of like, does your person do X, Y, and Z? Are you happy with this facet of their performance? Like, what do you not like about it? And really found people that way. And it's the best thing that I can recommend for when it comes to you finding your first hires in your business as well. Some other little lessons I've learned here. Do not hesitate to have a Zoom interview or a phone call with the people that you are thinking about hiring. Most people are happy to do so with you. It's a really great way to get a quick vibe check and make sure that you communicate or can communicate well with that person just based on that initial contact with them. Another really big thing that I recommend that even if they don't offer it that you ask for would be some sort of trial period before signing a longer term contract with anybody. Thankfully, most people that I've signed on with for long-term contracts have had this already baked in for their sake as well of, hey, the first 30 days, like they're really just a trial period, like we're providing the full service, but we'll check in at the end of those 30 days and make sure that we both still want to move forward. If that's not already offered, I do recommend that you 
ask that of the people that you are considering hiring. Because for a lot of these positions, you just don't know until you see their work in action, until you start to work together and you get a sense of if you are a good fit or not. Like somebody might do beautiful work, but just not communicate in a way that's productive for you and your business. Or maybe time zones are an issue if they live somewhere else. Like there's just unforeseeable things that you don't know necessarily until you start working with someone. So always asking if they're down for the first month to be a paid trial period can be really beneficial and really helpful for making sure that you are finding somebody who is a really great match. So I hope that you gained some value from this. Like I said in the beginning, I am not the NLBL hiring expert. I am just a girl that owns a business that has made a good number of hires at this stage and has learned a lot. You'll probably go through more than one person before you find your team that you're going to stick with for the long haul. And your team will probably grow and change with you as well. And as your needs grow and change, it's part of the process. But like I said, I was frustrated when I started making my first few hires of like, where I couldn't find answers to these questions or I didn't see people talking about it. And so that is my big hope in sharing this with you is that it just gets this information on your radar and it gives you another perspective to consider and it gives you some information that maybe you hadn't thought about before that will be helpful when it comes time for you to start making some really smart hires in your business. All right. My ask to you as always is if you gain value from this episode, go ahead and screenshot it wherever you're at. Share it to your stories. Tag me. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was. It's always so great to see what you guys gained from every episode. And it is also the best way for us to share this podcast with more people who need to hear it. So thank you so much for being with me and tuning in today. And as always, I will see you in the next episode. Hey, before you go, I've got two quick things for you. Number one, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It truly means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here listening to these conversations, tuning in with me, soaking up all of this information and everything that we are going through together. I cannot express how much gratitude I have for you for being here on this journey with me. With that said, number two, the second thing I have for you is I want to make sure that since you're here, you have my phone number. Seriously, I have an inner circle daily text list where every single day, Monday through Friday, I send out a positive affirmation or a journal prompt or something I've been thinking about, or even an aha moment that has completely shifted my perspective that I want to share with you too. So you can share in on everything that I am working on to grow and continue evolving and continuing to be the best version of myself. I want to share those things with you. And the best place to do it is through this inner circle daily text list. So if you want to get on this list, if you want to receive these messages from me, and again, yes, it's really me. It's coming straight from my phone. What you need to do is text the word community to my number at 213-606-3853. Again, that's the word community to my number 213-606-3853. 3853. As soon as you send me over that tax, I will send you a message back with the quick details to officially register for this inner circle daily text list. And once you are all registered, we are ready to get to texting. The messages all go straight to my phone. I see all of the replies. I look at them. I send you messages back. So it is such a great way for us to connect and continue to work on our growth together.
So go ahead and shoot me that message ASAP so that we can get connected.